you're really looking truly at the at the inner universe you're, you're getting a perspective that otherwise most people would never have an opportunity to to evaluate what's going on uh, with their health I, I think there's such of of a mystery to people they go to see the doctor a printout they get a lab report that says you have coronavirus or you don't We have this issue with the coronavirus and all these uh, concerns that people have, but we're looking at actual blood morphology. Right here on the screen is if we can identify the fact that we have uh, John Millette's blood on the screen, and we are looking in real time, her actual white blood cell doing an amazing job looking for viruses and bacteria, uh, let me take a look here. Okay, so there's two cursors here. See, down here below, it looks like she's that white cell. We, we've named her uh, aggressive little female, and she's <laughs> got picked up some candida. She's looking for some bacteria. Uh, here's a little bit of bacterial spread. See the pseudopod of the white blood. So the reason we're so excited, this is this is really you're seeing the front line of defense now. These circles in the corners here or all around the white cell are red blood cells. And these little little particles or brownie movement of, of food particles, uh, some of them are what we'd call triglycerides, which are really small. And uh, again, we're, we're looking at this uh, white blood cell going to identify and attack um, this bacteria in the corner here. Now, why is this so important, guys? I mean, I, I think the important thing is that we really have to understand, you know, what are we dealing with when we talk about infectious disease protection? What are we talking about when we really look at how the body functions? And more importantly, when you read uh, Peter Duesberg's book, Inventing the AIDS Virus. Now, what is going on in the public and about this whole hysteria of, um, of viruses and things. You know, I think about it often and I wonder, you know, what's going through people's minds. But, you know, first I, I wanted to go back to this picture here with the white blood cell and this amazing immune system that, that God has given us and, you know, whatever you believe in. But the reality is, you know, the body has this amazing protection. And, you know, one statement I want to make is that uh, bacteria... Uh, are about 400 nanometers and a virus is uh, one nanometer. So a bacteria is about 400 times bigger. We really wouldn't be able to see it under phase contrast, even at a thousand magnification. So we'd be looking more at a, a, uh, a, a microscope that would be um, at the highest level, uh, like Bruce Lipton talks about using these uh, electron microscopes and things like that. But you know what? Um, I'm going to be adding a 4K camera. I'm going to be looking for those pesky viruses next. I'm, I'm, I'm really after it. So Kyle, I, I, I know you've been working with us for quite a while. Tell, tell me, what is your thoughts about looking at people's blood under a high-powered microscope? And you know, when, when you go through these test evaluations, like we're going to go through John Millette, um, there's, there's quite a few things we learn about when we look at the blood. What are we looking at when we're going through a micro microscope evaluation? Man, I mean, so many things, right? Uh, we're looking at the health of the immune system, right? How many white blood cells you have compared to red blood cells and whether or not your immune system is overactive, um, what type of overactivity it is. Um, we're also looking at whether or not you have candida or hypercalcemia from getting too much acidity in your diet. Um, I mean, and the great part about it is that every single person that we look at is so different, right? You know, 
you you go in and and yeah, a lot of people in in America and especially in California, we have a lot of the same stuff. We have the cortisol issues and you know a lot of the adrenal burnout from people being on the go constantly. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, it's it's really cool to be able to look at a person's blood, be able to see the see the, you know what what's going on in there, and then ask questions and be right on the dot in regards to what's going on with them. Yeah, and I would agree with you. I, I think that uh, you know the whole concept of blood morphology and microscopy that uh, you're really looking truly at the at the inner universe. You're you're getting a perspective that otherwise most people would never have an opportunity to to evaluate what's going on uh, with their health. I, I think there's such of of a mystery to people. They go to see the doctor, a printout. They get a lab report that says you have coronavirus or you don't. And you know, there's there's all this like mixed feelings and understandings about you know if you're told by a doctor you have cancer or you know you have cardiovascular disease. But for me, I like people to be able to see what's going on. I want them to understand how effective, how powerful, how potent is their immune system, and what can they do to build up their immune system. Now. Uh, I, I know, um, you know, just in all fairness, uh, Jamlet, you are having this test for maybe the second time, is it? Is that is that true? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So it's rather astonishing. By the way, your your white blood cell just basically disappeared from the screen. <laughs> but I'm proud of that. <laughs> well, you know, an active immune system, you, you don't want to have too many white blood cells. Uh, you want to have a, a correct number, somewhere around one white blood cell per every two to 500 red blood cells, for example. And look at this, this is bacteria right here. And this is not unique just to you. Everyone has various forms of bacteria, whether it be bacillus and uh, lactobacillus uh, from the gut. And we, we see uh, salmonella, E. coli, you know, some of these things will kind of cross over. And, and people say, well, blood is sterile. You're not gonna see these things in the blood. I beg to differ. Um, actually, after a while, after the blood cultures, we start to see things. And here we go. We've picked up this amazing white blood cell. And again, to identify the structure, these little black particles inside that are moving along, they're what, there's, they are what's called lysosomes. They're the most powerful digestive enzymes in the whole body. So when a white blood cell, almost like an amoeboid, like, you know, the pseudopods, you see the little feet like pushing out. When they come across some dead um, cell or um, an invading microbe or a foreign protein, these white blood cells can have the ability to engulf and destroy and digest these invaders. This is the front line of defense. This You're seeing it, folks. This is exactly what you want to have effectively working through your body to defend you against the coronavirus. There's not a drug. There's not an antibiotic. There's nothing out there more powerful, more effective than your own white blood cells and antibodies and the immune system. Uh, Kyle, would you would you agree with that from your studies and research and work and working with Dr. Neil uh, Batchnath and and uh, he he's a world class doctor uh, on the front lines uh, out in uh, the Boston area dealing with uh, the coronavirus and people and uh, day to day emergency uh, situations. But he does our online courses and I know you've studied and viewed the online courses as well. So what we've learned about the immune system and its amazing capability, but there is a problem right these these white blood cells there is a correct number but if we have an over abundance of white blood cells you could have recently had an illness or in the midst of an illness right Absolutely. Wow. yeah it, it almost almost i'd say nine, nine times out of ten if we see an elevated white blood cell count the person just went through something right they're either they just went through something or 
um, you know, they're in the midst of it, which is pretty rare that we see those people. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they, they, it, it's, it's very obvious. Right. Very or, obvious. or like you said, they're at the tail end of mm -hmm. a, 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 a situation or problem that uh, needs to be addressed. And people want to run out and kind of destroy all the bacteria and viruses in the body and take every chemical known. And it's not how the body works. My dad's one of them, man. I, the, my, my dad's the, uh, the first sign of infection pops from K-Flex. You know, he's that guy. So, uh, yeah, the, 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 we're in a culture stuck on the idea that antibiotics are the answer. And, you know, as we were talking about earlier today, right, it's all about biodiversity. It's the opposite. You want as many, as many players in that, in that economy as possible to keep things healthy. I know it might freak people out to see their own blood, but you know what? It's such a revealing, amazing experience. Yeah. Uh, John Millett, what what is it like for you seeing your own blood on this big TV screen? What, what What's your feelings about this? It's like a video game. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my, my own blood, you know? And I'm happy because I'm healthy. I eat healthy. Well, they're like Pac-Man, right? Think of white blood cells. Well, maybe I'm dating myself. Uh, video games with Pac-Man where they would go around and engulf and exactly. eat things, yes. right? Mm -hmm. I mean, do they still have the game? I mean, I think so. I some case. museum. <laughs> oh my God, some museum. What am I going to do? But you know what? Um, these white blood cells and, and red blood cells, of course, the red blood cells uh, are, are basically going to... Uh, transmit or, or uh, transport oxygen and nutrients. Now, first off, look at this particular oval-shaped cell here. That, I want you to recognize that when a red blood cell, instead of having a nice round shape, it may at that point not have had enough of B12, a uh, special kind of folic acid we call 5-methyltetrahydrofolate, which is much more absorbable. If their cells are too small, it's a sign of being low in iron. Now, these little crinkly things, I think I've had the blood up there a little while, so we've been uh, adjusting our for our, our microscope, our best microscope we have, and adjusting the, you know, the different camera angles and everything. But the point is, uh, that's usually when they've been exposed to air, because early on when we first looked at the red blood cells, they're nice and round and uniform. So I'm not going to judge those particular red cells are just they're crenating meaning they're starting to die and fall mm -hmm. apart the red uh, the white cells will come after them and eat them up but what does concern me is this oval cell and we would want to people might have one or two uh, oval shaped cells and we don't you know we'll note it as like a plus one we've seen a plus one uh, on the screen but if we see kind of scanning around um, multiple cells that are oval in shape then you know we want to pay attention see how that one's a little bit oval in shape as well doesn't it look oval right mm -hmm. and so uh, we've even seen uh, examples of uh, of of kind of genetic tendencies, uh, th thalassemia, and we've seen sickle cell anemia. Oh, look, another one. So I would classically say, you know, plus two or three, that um, John Millette could benefit from a more effective intrinsic factor, absorb the B12. But if it was me, I would have her take, uh, like the product Stay Young, that has a rich source of um, methylcobalamin, the mm -hmm. correct type of B, uh, B, B12, and 5-methyltetrahydrofolate in there to kind of get that shape of the red blood cell because the cell wall when it's it's kind of oval like that and collapsing when it goes to the capillary beds when they're round like this they bend backwards to squeeze through and exchange oxygen and carbon dioxide but when they're oval they may just scoot through and no oxygen exchange that's a form of anemia and how long does it take for how long should you be supplementing you know b12 or 5 methyl tetrahydrofolate for 
before you notice a, a change in this? Well, I, I would, how shall I say this? I would uh, uh, most likely look at the timetable of keeping in mind that red blood cells, there's a turnover of 120 days before new red blood cells are formed. So as the cells are forming, you want to make sure that the nutrient density is there sufficient, meaning enough B12, enough folic acid. But if she's using milk or dairy product, even putting a little cream in her, in her, in her, uh, in her tea or coffee or whatever it is, or putting a little cream cheese on her bread, it may not sound like much, but those dairy products get into the gut and can cause microbleeding, and we know that's one of the causes of iron anemia. Too. The cells aren't forming oh, properly. Wow. So I would be concerned whenever I see oval-shaped cells, could there be a subgroup of a problem with iron absorption? And is it a plant-based uh, iron where you're, you're getting the, you know, kind of the best uh, uh, rollout in terms of beneficial shaped cells? So the shape of the cells is what we call blood hematology the, the study of the shape and the quality of red blood cells and blood morphology and more specifically i should say blood morphology and so when we study the shape and the quality of the cells we can see nutrient deficiency and almost everyone we look at has some kind of nutrient deficiency what would you say uh, one in 500 or so i mean it's pretty rare that we see a person with 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 healthy blood with with a person who's got all the boxes checked and is you know, has no need for no I, need for we, change. We, it's rare. We, we get in our knees and we're like, wow, you, you at, that's you, that's like, oh, dude, that, you that's look at like the person like a superhero. Yeah, you look, it's you like look over and you're like, what's what are you doing? Yeah. How can I? You, are, you start asking them questions. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to know? You want to know? And those superhero people, they do exist. And and you're right. It's about one in five hundred, maybe one in a thousand. Yeah, it's rare because we it's go to rare. conventions. We test hundreds of people. You know, every month, thousands of people. It adds up, but you know it's like that and you know what almost to a person when they have perfect blood this is not just a genetic uh, situation no. it's they are They're doing, doing right. the right things. They're eating what? whole, natural, and processed foods. They'd say, like, why would I let sugar or processed oils enter my body? They're, you know, in fact, their nitric oxide levels Always, are coming in yeah. great. Always. You know, we use a little <laughs> test strip uh, with with the. You know, we we get these little tubes. We pull out a little a little strip, put it under their tongue, and it's it's. It's testing a bright red, you know, and you pink, find right? Out that they're eating, you know, several like like a, like a big salad a day, a full blended, you know, a big salad a day, a big blended drink, right? They're making sure that they're getting plenty of plant ni plant nitrites with every single serving, right? They're they're, they're and they're supplementing. They're, they're supplementing. They're doing everything they can. They're, they're yeah. going it from all angles. They're looking at it because you know. Aging a disease is a nutrient, not just a nutrient deficiency issue. It's it's an issue of inflammatory conditions. It's an issue of tissue breakdown, um, and and you want to have the body at its maximum hydration. So when we're born, we have like 80% uh, water hydration. We're really kind of a sack that, of water and you know bioavailable nutrients. And so, but as we age, we, we, we kind of wrinkle up and dehydrate like a prune and we get down to 60% water, 55%, the brain starts to dehydrate the body. And yet people abuse their body. They're, you know, don't you know that alcohol dehydrates the body? Don't you know that coffee dehydrates the body? Don't you imagine how much animal product dehydrates the body versus plant-based watermelon yes. whole foods right feel it. every yeah, yeah when I, if, if I, I you know as you know i'm i'm, I'm pretty much 100 plant-based i eat a i'll eat a, a a meal with meat in it maybe once every several weeks 
Um, and man, every time I do, I, I feel like I can't get enough water afterwards. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm drinking glasses and I still feel dehydrated. Oh, here, here's a simple experiment, right? I tell people if they don't believe me that, uh, this makes a difference. Go on a plant-based, like, like 10 pieces of fruit a day, uh, potatoes, fresh fruits, uh, vegetables of all types, big salads, oil-free salad mm -hmm. dressings, right? Dairy-free. And, um, have some beans in there, I guess, right? Some uh, yams, you know, just everything prepared, really clean. No, not not a lot of added, you know, either so uh, salts or, or oils or sugars, right? Just clean, clean, mm -hmm. as, as clean as it gets, right? Eat that for about, figure two weeks. This this was done by uh, Dr. James Anderson, by the way, in University of Kentucky. And he, he had people eat whole natural foods for 14 straight days. And then he went on and measured what's called the glycemic index. He, he checked to see, you know, what their blood sugar was, their insulin response based on eating individual mm -hmm. foods. And it was from that uh, study that he kind of rewrote the book. And even Dr. Jenkins admitted that fruit is good for you. Carrots are good for you. Things that they said spike insulin, that's not true at all. And, you know, it's interesting, you know, when, when you look at that. Now, here's the next part of the experiment. See how much water you need to drink and how clear the urine is. If you're hydrated, it's coming out clear, like clear water, like a baby's. And your body gets more hydrated. There's, the wrinkles start to disappear. Your energy goes up. Your performance your goes blows, up. Right? <laughs> Everything's good, right? Now, go ahead and just eat like fish, like white fish sole, like high, high protein, right? There's hardly any fat or, uh, uh, or carbohydrate in, in, in fish. So we'll take sole, for example, mm -hmm. and throw on some egg whites. Just eat egg whites and fish, right? For two weeks. Now, now Sounds check terrible. out, right? Check out. Well, no, no. To <laughs> proteinaholics, yeah. they're going to be freaking out. Oh, yeah, I'm getting my protein. I'm eating my fish and eating my egg whites. And watch how, how quick their urine turns yellow, even no matter how much water they pound down. Watch how thirsty they get within two within two days. That and because now they're That's they're true. depending on protein. You got to sit closer to your mic. You know you're you're depending on your protein, which is not like the cleanest fuel for the brain because protein has to be broken down into uh, glucose through protein deaminization. Because if you're eating only protein, not getting complex carbohydrates, the body's starved. And more than that, it takes eight times more water to digest protein than it does watermelon or carbohydrate. Watermelon has water in it. Get mm -hmm. a clue. So just just do that simple experiment. If you really doubt or, or wonder the performance ability of athletes on a high plant-based whole food diet, so long as they get enough calories, right, on a plant-based diet. Number one problem. Number one problem with people. Explain this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, I uh, – so – as you know, I, I, I run a gym and uh, I, I have m many clients. And um, when I have people who, at, you know, they ask what, what I'm doing because they see how well I'm doing and I put them on a whole food plant-based diet, um, the number one mis mistake people make is they eat volumes equal to the volumes they were eating with animal-based foods. And the calorie density is so different that it's, it's just you just can't do it. They end up eating, you know, three meals the size of when they eat their chicken and rice um, and you know, with chicken and rice, yeah, you, you had a couple handfuls and that couple handfuls was what? 3000 calories, you know, or the, the couple bowls full was 3000, 3500 calories. You're at a calorie surplus with almost no food. Um, they go to eat that same volume of plants, you know, vegetables, fruit, and they only get 300 calories. You know, that's the, that yeah. what you expect, you know, you eat 300 calories five days in a row. You're not going to be feeling very good. 
Right, right. And, <laughs> and, and athletes, then they complain, well, I didn't get enough protein from that plant-based. No, it wasn't protein. It was caloric density. Caloric density. Yeah. It's nuts, seeds. The, the, like for me, when I was really pushing the powerlifting and really trying to get my, my, my size up, um, I had to be eating you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, almond butter and jelly sandwiches. You know, I, had to, I, had to, <laughs> I had to up the sugar content a little bit to get the calories. And uh, you know, I had to eat plant foods that were, you know, were going to keep me full for long periods of time, right? And make sure I'm mm -hmm. getting my, uh, mm -hmm. you know, my beans on my salad, just don't have a salad, right? That, that sort of thing. Well, today I had a client using chicken on his salad. Instead of, and I told him, why don't you just put beans on? He said, well, I got gas. Well, for a few weeks, you get a little gas. It may take three, four weeks for the bad bacteria from all the, the chicken and the animal product and the bacillus and, you know, what's called um, anaerobic bacteria that lives without oxygen. These are nasty bacteria. But when you switch over to a plant-based high-fiber diet, especially with 100 grams of fiber a day, all that fiber is kind of the substance that healthy bacteria develops. It also uh, creates uh, molecular hydrogen, which is very important for the body's detoxification process. And so with all of this going on, there's a fight of the good bacteria against the bad bacteria and some gas, you know, develops for two, three, four weeks. Well, and on top of that, you know, if you're eating, you know, bacteria lives off fiber, right? That's, that is that is literally the food for your, your gut biome. And if you're eating three grams of fiber a day because you're eating an animal-based diet and not worried about your vegetable content, and you go from eating three grams of fiber to, you know, 100 grams of fiber, your bacteria need time to repopulate, to, to populate, right? They have to, they have to eat that and gr grow and make more of them. So, sorry, make more of them, so that uh, they can, you know, have quantities enough to deal with something like beans, which are pretty heavy duty when it comes to fiber content. A cup of beans <laughs> is like the highest fiber content of anything, yeah. like 20 grams of, crazy. of fiber in, in a good amount of pinto beans. Think of garbanzo beans. Think of black beans. I mean, I, I, I enjoy, I really enjoy getting uh, beans. But if, if my caloric density is a little too high, and, and I'm genetically born with a lot of fat cells, so mm. I tend to gain weight not always the best weight. I have to train, you know, to build muscle density and strength and I have to get my hormones correctly balanced. But if I'm eating a little too many calories, you know, even on a plant-based diet, um, I, I can gain weight. But I also know what it takes to drop that body fat. And, and I got to get that nice balance between slightly hungry, just satisfied, and, and kind of titrate. I call it intu intuitive uh, eating. It's like mm. recognizing when you need to eat in the proper times. Well, I've, I've, I've adopted what you, what you do. You know, I, have, I, I bring the big, sack of, the big sack of veggies and fruit each day to work. And you know, I, <laughs> as soon as I feel the blood sugar drop, it's, all, it, it's about putting a piece of fruit in your mouth and getting your blood sugar back up, right? It's like yeah, you, you just yeah. eat when needed. Right? If you want to perform mentally, physically, and emotionally at a top figure of zero to 100, 100% like top performance, if you want to kind of coast along and do what everyone else does is have the donuts for breakfast and the coffee and then run off to the coffee shop and whatever, and then at lunch, you're starting to have lunch because you're trying to fast because you eat so much animal product. And then for dinner, you're, you know, who knows, God knows, you're eating a big steak and chicken or whatever. But I got news for you. 
when you do this kind of a program, it, it's just transformational, right? You're completely in control every moment of your day of feeling high energy and good. So long as you exercise, you don't overdo the calories, and you don't underdo the calories, it's a nice, like, balance, intuitive eating, right? Well, the great part about it, you know, like with uh, with traditional eating methods, you know, eating a plant, um, an animal-based diet, and with bodybuilding, for example, there's always a bulking phase and a cutting phase. And during the bulking phase, you get fat and fluffy, and, you, you know, you start looking not – you look – kind of terrible for a little bit there right and then you have to pretty much starve yourself and lose muscle mass in order to get the body fat off to look shredded enough to look good and you go back and forth between that well the great part about a the, this whole food plant-based diet is if like you're talking about with that calorie balance if you get it just right you can bulk while at the same time keeping your insulin levels or your blood sugar levels low enough to where you're losing fat the entire time so you're bulking and gaining muscle and losing fat simultaneously it, it's hard it, to do, but it, and and it, it definitely is doable. So you know, I, I want to kind of cut away in this segment and come back, and I'm going to show you pretty nasty things that come from certain foods that these animal-based uh, diets are coming together with. Um, John, let be ready. You're going to see some nasty things. Come close to the to the microphone. Oh, okay. Is it okay, really? It's enough to see my blood. I don't want to see nothing. No, 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 no. We're gonna cut away. <laughs> oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Done. Here we go. Let's take a look here. Let's see. How do I bring that up? Okay, oh, we'll we'll God. start right now. Here, let me go full screen. Here we go. Let me start at the beginning. Boom. Here we go. My friend Michael Greger. It was a TEDx talk. Oh, did I? Sorry, I I, I think I jumped to the wrong thing. Ah, give me a minute. Give me a minute. All right, so here I got to now go back, non-full screen. How do I cut back? Okay, here we go. Last year, I talked about butcher's warts, a condition that afflicts those who handle fresh meat for a living because of the viruses in meat. But it's more than just a cosmetic issue. Earlier this year, a landmark study of cancer mortality in poultry workers was released. We've known that people who handle a lot of fresh chicken get a lot of warts on their hands, uh, but the concern is that some of the wart viruses are oncogenic or, or cancer-causing. Workers in poultry slaughtering and processing are exposed to these cancer-causing viruses, some of which are the most potent cancer-causing agents known in animals, but what does that mean for people? Well. Compared to the general population, poultry workers appear to have excess cancers of the mouth, nasal cavities, throat, cancer of the tongue, the tonsils, the inner ear, then down the esophagus, rectal anal cancer, and liver, bone marrow, and blood cancers as well. The reason it's so important to study this group is because it's possible that the cancer-causing viruses present in poultry and poultry products could be transmitted to anyone handling raw poultry. All right, guys. I, I don't know about you, but the thought of a cancer on your on your esophagus, in your mouth, your lips—what did they say in the ear? I mean, what what other orifice? I mean, this this is yeah, it's all bad. All it's bad. bad. What, what do you think about that? E eating uh, poultry, people handling raw chicken, and and getting this virus that tr transmits to one of the most potent causes of a cancer. It's just not good. Okay. Very Not scary. good. Yeah, and the, the 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 scary part is that you know, the, when did this study come out? I've never heard of this before. It, you know, it, it, you're right. It's not publicized in the in 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 the general media. They they're trying to support the the general media wants to suppress. They don't want you to see this stuff because it'll affect sales 
of chicken wings, which during the Super Bowl and sports <laughs> events, aren't chicken wings like the number one? Pretty I mean, much, yeah. I mean, I see people eating them, you know, and yet you can get plant-based chicken wings. I've never I, had them, but I've, I've heard they're good. I, you know what? I just love the hot wing sauce, and I pour it right on a baked potato. You ever had cauliflower, the cauliflower buffalo wings? Those are tasty. I love those them. Are, those are delicious. Let's go further, folks. Let's see how bad this warts, and uh, we're about to talk about a nasty subject. Um, these uh, genital warps, warts, and where are they coming from? Get a clue. It's not from plants. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Proper cooking will kill any and all chicken wart and cancer viruses, but the problem is that meat may come into our homes fresh or frozen and contaminate our hands or kitchen surfaces before it gets into the pot. Same concern with other meat. There's a fascinating case report about pork intake and human papillomavirus, HPV. Okay, let's, let's hold on on that one. HPV, human papillomavirus. Do you know that uh, there's people out there developing vaccines, quote, and they're almost mandatory vaccines or they're coercing young girls because, oh, if you have sex with a man and all of a sudden you, you develop this, this uh, warts, you know, genital warts, but it really come originally from the guy? It, it could have been uh, contagious because he's a chicken eater. Now, oh, that is freaky weird. Okay, so let's go further. If, if you even want to buy into this, this is a medical journal. Uh, let, let's go deep into the studies because I respect Michael Greger's work uh, reviewing over 2,500 medical journals per month with his team of 12 researchers. Amazing Here we website. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Which can cause cancer, anal and genital warts. Mm-hmm. Poor guy, 19 years old giant warty tumor nearly an inch in diameter protruding from the tip of his penis what what a wart protruding from the tip of his penis over an inch in diameter over an inch in diameter that's nasty that's jomlet that's nasty from eating chicken i know no you don't know you just found out well i i don't eat chicken why because i don't like animals die Okay. I love life. Why? Why we kill animals? You gonna keep eating chicken? <laughs> I don't. Not after that. I don't think so. They're cute. <laughs> They're cute. I don't want to kill them. <laughs> not. Not if you like your girlfriend or significant other. I mean, you're gonna transmit a nasty like uh, HPV. Just think about how that would look. Do you want that hanging off the? I don't think no. That. no, that's scary shit, man. That's sc- <laughs> uh, did I say scary shit? Yeah, here we go. Here we let's go back. I, I this is getting really gross. Here we go. Here we go. They cut it off, but it just grew right back. You cut it off and it grew and right back. For oh, that's so sad. It, it they what? What did they say? <laughs> they cut it off and it grew right back. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I can't, can't help I can't, it. Huh? I can't, oh, that's, that's just beyond. That's beyond gross. Here we go. Here we go. Let's. I, I can't take enough of this. Here we go. History. He was eating more than a pound of pork a day. They told him to stop the pork, and the tumor completely regressed on its own. Totally wow. disappeared. All right, guys. I, I mean, you heard it as clear as day. He ate a pound of pork a day. He developed this nasty, like, wart at the Ugh. tip of his penis. <laughs> and then they told him, stop eating the pork. And it disappeared. And it freaking 
disappeared completely on its own and you know usually doctors gynecologists and i know docs because you know i talk with them and i dated a few and i understand what's going on they use this acid and they burn these warts off and they think they hope they're not going to grow back but if the person doesn't change the behavior and how many guys and gals do you know eating you know chicken wings you know every week uh, some every day if they could some people are addicted to that stuff you know i think it's the sauce i gotta tell you eating raw chicken or cooked chicken without any <laughs> spice yeah, was, there's no not much no it's the i tell you it's the spice i tell you it's the all right, let's go back. I, I want to hear the end of the story. Oh, shoot. The doctors were so blown away, they even went as far as to suggest that the low cervical cancer rates in Israel could be because they eat so little pork. Wow. I mean, you, you heard it, guys. I mean, that's, 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 that's scary stuff, right? I mean... Um, they no. just said what? What was it? The country Israel. Israel, because they don't eat any pork. Because religious-wise, yeah, they avoid it. Don't eat pork. So if you're concerned about yeah. the HPV virus, which quote, there's a vaccine that's really not effective. Well, it's also been. I think it's been outlawed. Even like like they've outlawed several versions of it because it keeps causing crazy problems for the people who take it. Yeah. So I, I know uh, the Kennedy Robert. Uh, let's see what uh, not Ted Kennedy Robert Kennedy. I guess it's is it Robert Kennedy the new? He, he's been outspoken against the, these these viruses here. Uh, let, let's just take a quick look here. Um, Senator Kennedy, uh, or here, let's start over again. <laughs> Kennedy against vaccines, HPV. Oh, Robert F. Kennedy and uh, hmm. his recent tweets about HPV vaccines and doctors are not happy about it. Doctors are pissed off because they want to go and, and, and shoot people up with these vaccines when in reality, the cause... What's the cause, Jamlet? About vaccines? No, no. What's the cause of these HPV warts that are growing inside the vagina and on guys' penises? What is it? Well, you catch me watching my phone, to be honest. <laughs> but... I'm. I'm not. I don't agree with with the 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 diet, the pork. The okay, you food. weren't listening, Kyle. Yes, what's exactly, the cause? I told you. <laughs> what's the cause? What's Sorry, the cause? Michelle. Animal products, right? Pork. Specifically. Pork. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. It's a, a bacteria in pork, right? It's... Well, the viruses. Oh, the virus in pork. Now remember, yeah, viruses yeah. are smaller. Uh, bacteria about the smallest bacteria about 400 nanometers, which I can show you. I'm going to show you. Can I show you your blood some bacteria? Because I have no choice. Okay. But, <laughs> well, you do. You I don't. Catch me. You can say no. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, but viruses, you can see. But I don't have virus. Don't say that. Everyone does. Everyone do. does. Everyone, everyone. everyone has viruses and bacteria oh in their God. body. Okay. We have more bacteria than, than human cells. Mm -hmm. is, is that a true statement? By, uh, I think it's by weight even, right? Like, yeah, we weigh more. More of our weight is bacteria and fungus than it is human cells. Did you did you know that, John Lett? I don't know, but I know now. Let me see that thing. And, and, and we also have a mix of viruses. Now, some of these viruses, coronavirus or pneumonia, bacterial in, in, involved, the, the, these viruses and bacteria, how shall I say this? They become dangerous and virulent in a weakened body. Okay? Mm -hmm. So is it possible 
that using dairy product weakens the body? Is it possible that uh, developing nutritional deficiencies weakens the body? Is it possible that staying up all night late and drinking alcohol and stuff <laughs> weakens the body? What, what did they say about AIDS, AIDS victims? What did they say? They found out that the, the, the AIDS victims who were drinking alcohol and using amyl nitrates to have sex all night were so depleted and weakened that those were the ones that succumbed to, quote, a viral infection that took their life. But was it the infection or was it the medications they were given? There's a controversy about that. But there's a group of uh, homosexuals in New York. They wrote about them that they follow a plant-based diet. They get to sleep on time. They don't take drugs. They indulge in homosexuality, which is a high-risk group. Yeah. And it's in New York. But guess what they found? they don't have any of the shortened lifespan of typical AIDS victims that do use drugs, street or prescription drugs, or wreak havoc on their body's immune system. Where does that come into play, say, regarding the coronavirus? If you are living a really poor lifestyle, folks, you're the one at risk, not just because you're older, or, you know, you're weakened due to disease. That That is a risk group. Mm -hmm. Diabetics, well, how do they become diabetic? That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> it's a huge conversation. <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, one of my good colleague friends, how not to die. I mean, it's very clear what most of these uh, chronic diabetic heart disease, cancer, and now there's a chapter in here about the various uh, opportunistic viral infections and the origin of avian birds. Mm. It's even bigger than pork, mm. birds. So you heard of the, the um, what was it? The, there was the swine flu and then there was uh, a few other ones that came avian up. Avian flu, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All, all these things are, are part of it. Um, I think I have another link uh, if we want to get into this just briefly. But guys, you know what? For the sake of your male organ, <laughs> go plant-based. Gals, make your guy go plant-based for the sake of the protection of your love canal. <laughs> what do you think? Not only for that reason, for performance as well, right? There's all kinds of... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. <laughs> all right. If, if, if the folks watching and they probably got all like, uh, oh, yuck, what are they talking about? Uh, I, I don't blame them. I'm like, Dr. Nick, are you really talking about this stuff? Are you really going to... Come on. Don't don't tell me I got to give up my pork. Don't tell me. Don't tell me I got to give up my hot wings. I, I tell you what, you know what? It's not I don't see it as giving up. I you know, I, I did I, I'm going to come back with a segment now. We, we did in, in a little bit of self-promotion, but, you know, it took 15 years to make uh, this cookbook, Simply Healthy Cookbook. I say 15 years. You see all these books behind me, and everywhere we're surrounded with books. Everywhere you go in my home, there's books, right? And I collected the best cookbooks, looked for the best cuisines. It took me 15 years to come up with tasty, whole, plant-based, oil-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, uh, the best recipes, uh, bar none, uh, around the world. We, we had mushroom tacos to get they're, today. They're delicious. Yeah. Amazing. They're great. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. John Millette, you, you somehow opted out. You went and ate something else besides the, the mushroom tacos, didn't no, you? No, potatoes. 
Oh, you ate a potato it's taco? A potato tacos. Yeah. Oh. Very healthy. Oh. I stopped eating meat and chicken and pork and shrimps. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to look at your blood. Out. Your blood's going to tell me whether you stopped well, eating that stuff. I drink milk sometimes. Oh. I have to admit it. Just the cream and Why? that's it. Why? I don't know. Because it tastes good. You ever had coconut milk? Almond no. milk? Coconut uh, milk. Coconut milk works amazing in coffee. It's actually... Really? Uh, like... My, I got my mom using it instead of her cream, and uh, now every time I go, uh, you know, we we visit on Sundays. Mm. It's uh, it's the only way I have my coffee now. It's it's yeah. With anything. the coconut cream. And, and so by the way, better. a so quick a quick tasty. a quick comment. You see how I defocus, but in the background, this is what's called spicules. Some people believe they are what we call liver spicules. They look up like like pickup sticks, right? And those liver spicules look like. Fractured glass panes, little, little, little spines. What is that mm -hmm. about? Okay, so is there a problem potentially if someone uses too much alcohol? You don't. You don't. You, did you drink in the early days or? No, no, no. I'm uh, four years sober, not drinking anymore. But in the day, um, did you pound down the alcohol like vodka or tequila or <laughs> or margarita? What are you shaking your head? Four years ago, you said you're sober, which is great. I applaud you. But in the day, huh? Hey, I used to drink. One summer when I was 12 years old, my dad owned a, a, a beer bar. And uh, I, I, I mean, you know, they get little chips on, on, on the glass. Uh, so they would bring them home because they couldn't sell them. But I knew where the stash was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was drinking, the, I mean, six packs, 12 packs, 36 packs all summer. And I smoked the the summer of when I was 12 years old, whatever summer of that was. Summer 69. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, what, what's, what's subtract um, 43 years from 2020? That would be the year. So right now. You going to do it? It's too late for math in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We'll we'll come here. Let me find that next clip though. I I, th I think I think we gotta jump in. Seventy-seven. Yeah, the summer of 77. 70, uh, 77. So, hmm. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> Twelve from sixty-five. So that's fifty, 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 fifty-two years ago. Did I say that? Fifty-two years ago. It was in the sixties. Wow. Yeah, we were a little wild in the 60s. Uh, I don't make any excuses. That's what it was. 1968. There you go. 68, the summer of 68, 69. That's hilarious. 1969. <laughs> All right. Right? I called it. My subconscious you, knew. Yeah, your subconscious <laughs> said, come on, Nick, come on. You're not like all pure. You're bagging on John Millette, and here you are, dude, you know, pounding it down when you're 12 years old, smoking cigarettes, drinking alcohol, going crazy all night, riding my bike to who knows where, right? My, my bicycle. <laughs> regular old delinquent, huh? <laughs> kind of. Out of control. But you know what? I knew in those days if I got A's and I threw away the trash and did my chores, no one bothered me. Mm, yeah, you, you, you I, had, the system. I was under the radar. I was like, dude, you can't call me on my stuff because I'm doing it, right? <laughs> I was a good athlete. 
And I thought I was like, you know, and at that age, 12 years old, you can handle, I mean, your immune system strong. You know, I was running five miles a day. I was working out and everything. And exercise makes up for a lot of, I was going to say in regards to the perfect blood we were talking about earlier, like that's, that's a guarantee that a necessity, if you want the perfect blood that we see in those like one, every one out of every thousand people, right? It's always the, it's always the people who do everything right dietarily, but also get some exercise in at minimum. Huge, right? I would never, never underestimate the importance of consistent, regular exercise, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, I mean, we've we've run into people even who they don't do everything perfect with their diet, but they they understand their their exercise regimen in regards to like rest and recovery and doing all that properly to where they 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 do pretty well for themselves, even though they do still have problems, you know? Yeah, uh, I I I guess the the challenge is is that. You know, most people, how shall I say this? They want to cover up yeah. their, said it perfectly. their, their weaknesses in diet yeah. by, look, exercise. I exercise. And, 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 you know, Jim Fix thought that. You just run every day, you know, marathons, and you're, you're not going to have a heart attack. Well, pff, dude, he died of a heart attack, right? You know, clogged arteries. So was, well, I don't know if anyone remembers Jim Fix. It was in my day. You know, it was kind of a big, there was a book written about it. And he talked about yeah, how he bragged how he ate hamburgers and meat and pork. Yeah, and, in my day, too. And, 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 now too. Yeah. yeah and, and, oh, and, and Ty Cannon, uh, one of our educators, he had a guy working out at his gym. And he was fit. He worked out. He looked good. You know, probably, probably on anabolic steroids. You know, he had everything going. Looked great. And then one day, he just dropped dead in the gym. You know, heart attack. And, and, and that heart attack, because he had clogged arteries, you know exercise doesn't burn cholesterol. It's not a fat. It's a waxy, sterile substance, which, you know, that's, that's a subject yeah. for another discussion. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be Esterblock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.